0: You're listening to Drive and Convert, a podcast about helping online brands to build a better e-commerce growth engine with John McDonald and Ryan Garrow.
1: Well, John, we are at it again here talking and hopefully people are learning as we're talking. Today, we've got a wonderful topic you've brought up that I'm actually very surprised we've not even talked about this because I think it's probably one of the better topics Uh, When it comes to conversion rate optimization, but often we'll come across brands that believe that a complete site redesign is the only answer to poor site performance and lackluster conversion rates. And I know because I know you that that's obviously not true, but it seems to be the default that people come up with like, ah, man. Our site's like three years old. It's not converting well. It must be old. We must have to just redo it uh, and redo it. So it's surprising that people's brain don't just be like, well, why don't we look at conversion optimization first?
2: That's because you and I know about it. It's and true. I, and I think also, you know, it really goes back to the point of brands just wanting to do, you know, a redesign is sexy.
1: It is. That is, it makes somebody feel good that they'd be like, ooh, I, I launched yeah. that big, pretty site.
2: Exactly. And I get it. Like, I, I would redo the goods website every week if it could be better and cooler and whatever, just to have the team feel good. Right. Mm-hmm. But would it make it more effective? Probably not. No, so you definitely don't do wouldn't that. have
1: any hair left. <laughs> <You> I, <did. laughs> ooh, ooh. Yeah. And my uh, five year old already
2: already making me making me not. So I, I think that the reality here is this the optimization is not as sexy, But I do agree. This is a great topic, and I'm shocked we hadn't talked about it before. So,
1: yeah, so I mean, simply, like how do we know if you need a website redesign or a conversion optimization? There are scenarios, I'm sure, where you do need a website redesign.
2: Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's definitely are. And we we should talk about those and we will. But, you know, we see this time and again at the good. It's, it's when a site frustrates visitors or traffic doesn't convert into revenue. It's always the system that gets blamed. It's always, oh, you know what? Shopify is not performing for us. So we need to move to big commerce. It's always the technology. It's always not the core issue, which is <laughs> the, the consumer is frustrated, right? And they're not frustrated because your brand is not cool. To them, that's very, very... I know that's that might hurt some people to hear that in the sense that direct-to-consumer brands are all about... Almost all of them are about having a great brand, right? They're direct-to-consumer brands first. But mm-hmm. the reality is, is you know, if you look at a scale of 1 to 10 and a consumer comes to your site and you need them to convert, on a scale of 1 to 10, if you ask them, how pretty is this site? They'll give you a number. You ask them, how much does that look and feel of the site, if you will, the, the visual component impact your purchase? It's almost always going to be below five.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know if I could give it a number. I'm like,
2: I don't, yeah, you know. you're just like, it doesn't really <laughs> impact me. You're like, yeah, it's cool. Okay. But does it make me want to buy the product? Maybe a little bit. But is it going to prevent me from buying the product? Hardly at all. Right. But what will prevent people from buying is the usability, is the I have a challenge that I want solved and you're not clearly telling me what your brand can do to solve or your product can do to solve my challenge. So those are those are just problems at the different ends of the spectrum that people aren't looking at. So I always say that the best place to start is to understand something called Zip's Law. Now, to not get too technical here and get too into the weeds on math, There's this cool guy named Ziff that came up with a long time ago, came up with this law. And he basically says that you can improve 90% of something by focusing on just the top 10%, right? It's almost like Hmm. that 80-20 rule, But a weird
1: spin on it. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, right. And so... It's the statistical concept here that's known as Zip's law. It says you can improve ninety percent of your site performance, usability, and all those conversion-related issues by improving the user experience of just the top ten percent of your site content. Ten percent—that's not hard. And if you said ten percent, does like most people are going to be like, "Well, I don't need a wholesale redesign. I'm looking at ten percent." So I think that's a—it's a completely different way to, to think about it. So. Really want to focus in, on finding those those really hidden conversion blockers that, that are in that 10% that will show you how to transform and fix that experience and then jumpstart conversions on your site. So yeah, with that in mind, it almost always makes sense to do optimization before investing in that, that large capital investment of a redesign.
1: It's, it's interesting when you're looking at or even conceptualizing that on a site. Like mm-hmm. on most sites there are a few pages or a few templated pages that contribute the majority of the revenue. Of course. And, but site redesigns impact everything. So you're spending time redesigning a blog for whatever reason, and the blog mm-hmm. may get traffic, but probably very little sales or conversion value out of it. So just thinking through that vision, I guess, mm-hmm. of your site, that does make a lot of sense. Like, why don't you just fix your, your top product landing pages and make them better? Rather than right. doing everything else, and you've written on this a lot, which is again, I'm, I'm so surprised we haven't actually talked about this. Yeah. Um, but you've one of your one of my favorite quotes you have is which, which people should be looking at this all the time opinions don't make money, data does.
2: Oh, whew. I was wondering <laughs> yeah. where you're going with that. I got a lot of things I say yeah. that I don't want to be Me on the too. Record I, about, right. I eat my
1: words a lot. <laughs> Uh, but I say I say things like that a lot when people talk about bounce rates. Like I don't care what my yeah. bounce rate is. Take it to the banks; they'll give you money because you have a cool mm-hmm. bounce rate. Your yeah. your analytics could be broken, giving you a good bounce rate. For all we know, uh, as right. I'm in your in the weeds understanding it. But looking at all of that data says, hey, let's figure out what we could or should be doing. Don't just decide mm-hmm. one way or another. Let the data tell you. Okay, so Great point. let's jump into the weeds a little bit, not on on the Zift math, but like, mm-hmm. when does it make sense to do a redesign? So we can mm-hmm. s- improve that, but at some point you're probably going to hit some level that says yeah. it's time to, you know, if you're on Volusion, by the way, just change. I'll yeah. say that right now. <laughs> well,
2: I think you hit one of the first things on the head, but yeah, now that we've kind of established that I'm firmly in the camp, that you should first improve that 10% of your site. There are times when it does make sense to just do a redesign. A first, I think, would be when a brand overhaul necessitates a redesign or a reskin of the site. And so maybe you're rebranding and you need to update the colors, logo, look and feel, fonts, etc. So give it a new coat of paint, if you will. Hmm. That's a good time to, to redesign the site. And at that point, evaluate the user experience as well. But you're not so much doing optimization. As you are just wholesale changes, right? Because it's not that iterative approach, which I think we should talk a little more about as well. But you know, the second is um, when your target market changes. So maybe you have a product and it was for you know folks twenty years ago in their thirties, and now they're all in their fifties, and it's a different target market that you need to advertise to and and, and speak to. Right. Mm -hmm. So as your product, perhaps we've worked with several brands where their product ages with the consumer or maybe it's just a a new CMO came in and said, you know what, we're going to target this other segment that we're not really speaking to right now. I've seen that happen before, too. So when your target market has some adjustments in the strategy, that's when you would want to do a redesign, perhaps. Um okay. and I, I think you hit on it too. The technology stack is holding the brand back, right? So you said volusion. I think there were a couple of, I, I think I called out Miva Merchant before, right? So if a site rebuild needs to be done because technology is changing, or there's a you know, some change to the site technology that is being facilitated by um, the fact that maybe you don't have access to the latest integrations, you can't use things like you know, you can't really connect your e platform to your mail platform right so Clavio doesn't work with the platform you're on
1: mm-hmm.
2: or maybe you're on woocommerce and it was great for the first year of business but now you really need to blossom into something that can grow with you and you're moving into big commerce or shopify or something Right, so I think technology is definitely one that you know. Ten years, it can age age on you. Right, ten mm-hmm. years ago, people were still on Yahoo stores for for goodness sake.
1: I think we still have um, like thirty of our clients on Yahoo that we're yeah, doing marketing. I, they're still there.
2: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> all I don't around for it. you for your uh, for your reps trying to squeeze money out of it for yeah. the brands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like you know when you're surprised that your elderly neighbor still has a company, and he only has the company because it keeps. Spinning off cash, even though he doesn't touch it at all, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what that feels like to me.
1: It's yeah, a, it totally yeah. is. Like they're like, well, it's not broken. I'm still making money, and I don't know mm-hmm. do anything because I'm sitting yeah. on the beach. I'm Like, all right, right. good on you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then when it falls apart, we're done. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like-
1: <laughs> Enjoy. So, I mean, none of those points talk about diminishing conversion rates, right? And so, I think if if anybody listening to this is thinking about site redesign for conversion rates, just stop. That's not going to be the reason to redesign your site.
2: I agree. I, I think be that's other a other very reasons. poor reason. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's a very poor reason to redesign your site, but it is where most people think about this, right? I mean, the topic is, should I redesign or optimize? If that's your question, you should always yeah,
0: optimize.
1: You're, act, you're asking a bad question at that point.
2: Exactly.
0: You're listening to Drive and Convert, a podcast focused on e-commerce growth. Your hosts are John McDonald, founder of The Good a conversion rate optimization agency that works with e-commerce brands to help convert more of their visitors into buyers. and Ryan Garrow of logical position, the digital marketing agency offering pay-per-click management, search engine optimization and website design services to brands of all sizes. If you find this podcast helpful, please help us out by leaving a review on Apple podcasts and sharing it with a friend or colleague. Thank you.
1: Okay. So, If you're looking at things beyond just conversion rate, but things that conversion rate optimization can help, I guess, so Mm -hmm. why exactly should you focus on on conversion rate or if if those things don't fit, what Mm -hmm. tells somebody, ah, conversion rate for sure?
2: Right. So I think the first thing to be thinking about here is that a proper plan for optimization challenges is going to be taken through iterative approach, right? So the difference here is a redesign is going to be like ripping off that Band-Aid. Or I say quite often when I'm talking to, to clients, well, yeah, you have two options here. You could burn down the house and build a new one. Or we could go through your house room by room and renovate, and which is A, going to be less disruptive because you can still live in the rest of the house. B, you're going to get what you want in each room. And C, you don't have to move. You don't have to relocate for a while and then come back. And often you can do that piece by piece as opposed to having to get a new construction loan and totally just, you know, spend that capital expense, which can be really hard to do.
1: Yeah, somebody's rebuilding their house. Both of those options sound terrible right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not knocking it down. I'm not
1: remodeling, it's terrible. No. Get me out of construction.
2: Yeah. I mean, mean, but I mean, you know, we're talking to somebody here who Right. You had the you knocked the house down. And I bet there are times in the past couple of months if you've been going through this that you wish you had just renovated, right? (laughs) And it's like so you can go either way. And I'm not suggesting either is bad, but you need to have the right motivations behind Mm -hmm. it. And if your motivation is that we need to improve the performance of the site, a redesign is not going to always get you there because you are just guessing about what should go into that redesign. And you are misguided in what a redesign is going to do for you. And you've spent all this money. I can't tell you the number of brands. It's in the hundreds by now after a decade, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Of
2: brands who have come to us. And said, we just redesigned our website and it didn't fix the problems. We need you to optimize it. <laughs> yeah, and I, by I the I probably know
1: some of those brands. <laughs> and by
2: the way, we just spent hundreds of thousands or in some cases of brands we were talking about yesterday, even you and I, uh, mm-hmm. side conversations, spent millions mm-hmm. overhauling the site. And then they call us and say, hey, our conversion rate actually went down. And it's not better. Or, you know, it looks better, but it's not performing better. What can we do? And then we just end up right back where we
1: should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always surprising me how, I don't know this to be true, but it seems, it feels like it's really easy to get large capital budgets for a redesign. Like yeah. $100,000 bills are falling out of CFO's pockets for redesigns all over the place. But saying, hey, 10000 a month for six months for CRO to get the program going. Oh my gosh! No way! That's why would we do that? And you're like, well, yeah. Interesting how you're looking you, at money. <laughs> well, here's why:
2: because the person who's selling that through to the CFO can easily explain in a way the CFO understands. We're going to redesign our site. You're going to go to our domain name, and it's going to look like a new site. You're going to know where that money went. Mm-hmm. And on the surface, they're going to say, "Yeah, we're going to fix our website." You know, like our car broke down, we're going to go buy a new car. <laughs> right? Yep. I mean, that's, that's what you would do, right? Or it's an option. And the CFO is going to be like, oh, yeah, new money, new car. I get it. You're going to have a new car. That's going to last us 10 years. I can amortize that capital expense check. Got it. Yep. You go to them and you say, hey, we're going to optimize and we're going to spend money every month. I just, I'm just, i actually in the middle of a conversation with a lead over email right now who is saying, John, I really want to move forward on this, but I have accountants at our head office who are arguing about whether or not this is a capital expense and it's been going on for 2 weeks. <laughs> He's like, how would you do this? Is uh, have the brands come to you before and asked you is this a capital expense or is it consulting? And, you know, I I can't answer that question for them,
1: right? I mean, I, my answer is whatever gets it pens done. That they <laughs> depreciate and out of that pen you will get for free conversion rate optimization.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is where I I, I wrote back. I was like, well, which one is going to let you do it? That's what I would say, because it doesn't really matter. The money's getting spent and we're going to get you a return. And when we get you that return, the CFO is not going to care as much, right? They're going to be like, okay, I got the return. That's what, what they really want. But most of the people who are selling this through have a hard time putting it in a manner that the CFO understands and the CFO gets every handful of years, we're going to redesign, I've already got a line item for capital expense. But when you come in, you say, hey, we're going to hire these essentially consultants to come in and mm-hmm. optimize our site. They go, okay, well, yeah, but then we're still stuck with the ugly site. Or how do we know that's going to work? I know if I, if I redesign, they inherently think they know that they're going yeah. to have a better experience. But that's not not true. Uh, that it's is not always such
1: true. a fascinating problem that you wouldn't, mm-hmm. I would not normally expect. Like yeah. how CFOs look at this and like, oh, the money fits well in the P and L this way, and depreciating mm-hmm. assets, capital expense. If you like that, if, if it doesn't help on taxes, it's another hurdle to come over. Like, geez. yeah, uh, yeah,
2: but the expense is a lot less too, right? You can mm-hmm. you can renovate one room in your house and have your enjoyment factor go up by a thousand points, or you could go through what you're going through right now, which is you're digging a hole of enjoyment, building a new house. (laughs) By the time you get in there, you're going to be like this damn house. I'm so happy I'm in it. But at the same time, (laughs) now you're having to like build that, you know, that happiness back up about being in the house and the frustration. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think that, you know, really what we should be thinking about here is that if you want to fix conversion challenges, that you need to take an iterative approach. That's really the key. And we have really found that the initial reaction that I get, besides the money issue, let's say we get over the money issue. Normally, they say, okay, we're going to do this in an iterative approach. Won't that cost more? Because we're going to keep investing? And won't it take longer? Right? Because I know I can redesign in six months, but you're telling me, optimization could go on for a year 18 months that you typically work with folks etc i guess in my experience i typically say you know phil no it's not going to cost more but you should really be prepared to take that big lump sum and spend it over a longer period of time while you iterate right so like if you're renovating the house i keep going back to the analogy but if you're renovating the house you might still spend five hundred thousand dollars to renovate the house right? But you're not going to spend it all at once. You're going to spend 50K on this room, 150K on that room. You know, It must be a really nice room. But you're going to keep spending money like that everywhere Mm -hmm. in chunks. (laughs) Um, But you're going to start seeing the gains of that happiness and everything else as you finish each room because now you can start using it. So you you start seeing the payoff quicker, right? You start seeing the returns Mm -hmm. quicker. And those returns start to compound, Right. So instead of having that, you know, six months, well, you're like, uh, I'll just wait because we're I'm not going to make that change because we're redesigning. We'll figure that out later, in which case you have opportunity costs. So you just let your site stagnate until you you redesign it because you're like, oh, that redesign is going to fix that problem. I'm not going to touch it right now. Uh, And then inevitably, the redesign takes a lot longer. It always ends up costing more. There's always bugs, so you've induced, you know, you've increased the number of challenges. Oh,
1: yeah. Like there's no website that's ever launched on time.
2: <laughs> yeah, and there's no house that's ever built on time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm proof of that. Like, if you take easy math, we got ten thousand, <laughs> or a hundred thousand bucks to spend, and you can say, all right, we're gonna do hundred thousand on CRO or a hundred thousand website build. Uh, it's a cheap website. Mm-hmm you're going to, in month two and three, you're probably starting to make money back on the beginning of those iterations. And so in theory, by the end of that 100,000 spend, your conversion rate's up enough that you're making that. You're already making a return through the process. Right. Whereas you get to $100,000 build, which is going to be delayed again, it's going to go to 150. It may not even pay off. What if you tank your conversion right. rate? It, which happens, you as you've know. seen many times. There's no guarantee that 150 is going to improve the site enough to justify the cost because there's also going to be the headache of your SEO drop when you launch. Mm-hmm. And if you do it wrong, which we've seen so many companies do it wrong and come to us after, you're not getting that traffic back. You've got to go re-earn that. Right. And so you just chopped off yeah. 40% of your organic traffic because you launched this pretty new site to help things, but you lost all your traffic. Uh, whereas conversion rate optimization is not going to lose your traffic, it's going to improve your conversion yeah. rates on all it, of your traffic.
2: Yeah, it, it's uh, that's a great point I and mean, something I hadn't really thought about, but is very very true. The reality is that you're taking a bunch of risks by wholesale redesigning. Mm-hmm. You're making decisions that even if you do your research and do some user testing and and inform your wireframes based on that, which we have helped brands do, that's better. Right? It's definitely a step in the right direction. But most brands don't do that. They just take what they have, they give it to a designer or an agency who comes in and redesigns. It's kind of like Wizard of Oz to go behind the curtain. You don't know what happens. You come back and you say, here's a couple options. What do you like? And it's unfortunate. Now, I'm not saying every agency is like that. Mm -hmm. They're not. Uh, There are some who do this extremely well, but you're going to pay millions to work with them, right? You're not paying $100,000 even right? That's not going to get you the same type of experience. So yeah, I, I, I just, I hear this all the time. It is a big challenge that I see happening out there. I see it on Twitter once a week. Somebody posts about this. Hey, we relaunched our site. It didn't work well. Or the latest trend is, hey, we relaunched our website. Can my community, everybody just respond with what they think about it? Can you tear it down? Tell me what's wrong with this site. And I cringe every time because I'm like, they're not. <laughs> These people aren't your, you're talking to your peers, not your audience, not your customers. This is the worst user testing you could do because you're going to get feedback about, oh, that's not pretty, or this is spelled wrong, or things of that sort. But not one of these people is going through the checkout process and making sure it works, right? Mm-hmm. Not one of these people is actually going to buy your goods and use it and then come back and say, well, I, you know, your description on your product is off because it doesn't say A, B, and C that I need to know. Is they're not your target market. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goes back to the great book, The Mom Test. right? Yes. Don't ask your peers, don't ask your mom for feedback, because she's only going to tell you good things. And when she tells you something negative, it probably isn't helpful.
1: Mm-hmm. So even if you're considering a redesign, or that becomes something you think you need, I might even suggest you do some CRO before that to see what you can uncover uh, that maybe you don't need to redesign because it's less expensive and easier to bite off smaller pieces, but also that can carry yeah. forward into a new design. Like you can see, oh yeah, there's some issues here right. that if you didn't catch this, you may have redesigned the same issues in the next iteration. Like I know a lot of brands are moving to Shopify two right now, 2.0. Yeah, I talked mm-hmm. to one of the plus managers today and there's some things that it's an easy button depending on your theme and some have to do a little more heavy lifting to move their theme over that all right if it's going to be an expensive move and it's going to shake things up maybe take some baby steps figure out some ways to improve conversion rates and then all of a sudden that redesign may pay for itself much quicker
2: yeah yeah that's really what it is is it's baby steps versus
1: you know uh, jumping off a cliff uh, and regretting it because you decided to tear it down and rebuild it
2: Ryan, I'm sorry I created you pain today. I swear that was not my goal, but
1: no. um No, I'm living it. It's okay. Poor We're choice of
2: good. poor choice of analogies <laughs> today. But I think it was a great it ended up being a great experience for everyone listening because they really know the analogy makes sense. So
1: Yes, it does. And so <laughs> thank you, John, for educating me on this. And man, I think it's something a lot of people need to think through because too many companies that we know of, their default is just, oh, we'll just get a site redesign. And so now there's an option for maybe doing something better, yeah. where you will probably get a better return. Agreed.
2: So I think there's don't uh, redesign. I'll...
1: Talk to John first.
2: Hey,
0: thank you. Point. Appreciate that. Well, thanks for the chat today, Ryan. <laughs> thank you, it. John. Thanks for listening to Drive and Convert with John McDonald and Ryan Garrow. To keep up to date with new episodes, you can subscribe at DriveAndConvert.com.